Welcome back to That's So Fringy Podcast. We are here today with the Supernatural Junkies. That's right, you heard me, Supernatural Junkies. Kevin and Alex join us, and we have a really good time uh, just talking to them about today's subject, which is, ba-ba-ba-ba, Kristen? It's the COVID. I would say the C word, but... Yeah, that went off the rails, didn't it? Rick's mind went elsewhere. So... COVID is, as I said in the last episode, the fringy morsel, it's it's one of those topics where people can get um, a little upset about. And we understand that. I mean, we've talked about trigger words. We've talked about all these different things. Propaganda. It's worth stating again that the propaganda is designed intentionally to make you have a feeling about a certain subject and and. The propaganda will drive that feeling for you. You don't even have to do anything. You just listen to the propaganda and boom, you have a feeling about whatever the subject is. So we don't want to, let's see, how do we say this? We don't want to offend anybody and we don't want anybody to feel like they've done a bad thing by by getting this vaccine or anything like that. It's, it, it's more just wanting to open people's eyes to what's going on what the deceptions are and probably what there will be another attack similar similarly i think this was a this covid thing was kind of a dry run to see how society would react to something like this so and it may not be the same thing it may right. not be a virus or it may not be a you know but it might be um some sort of martial law some sort of big or some um, other thing. alteration of of DNA. Mm-hmm. So, because that's, if you go back to the beginning of the Bible, it's, they call it the seed war for that exact reason. Because it, it is a war of the DNA. And that's, you know, when you go back to the Genesis 6 and all of that, and if, especially if you tap into the book of Enoch and they start talking about the events that unfolded, it was all about corrupting God's perfect creation and corrupting the human genome. Yeah, and it's really easy to see when you listen to how Alex and Kevin paint the picture because, I mean, I'm just going to say it, they wrote the book on it. They literally wrote the book. You know what I mean? So Supernaturaljunkies.com, they have a website, mm-hmm. and you can also, you know, go, the, the, the book is on Amazon, it's on Audible, but it's called The COVID Beast, and it is awesome it's yeah. it's got so much information it's got you know it's got the medical side and it's also got the spiritual side so it's combining these two things that i think a lot of people forget that that those are connected the, the human body was designed perfectly by god and the medical stuff and the spiritual stuff it all it's you're all part of one being it's all it's all you so it's of course it's connected yeah, and when they say listen to the experts, uh, I would I would think that God would be the head of all experts. You know, the one that made us. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, I would agree. I listen to the expert um, who is your Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. should you choose to accept that. 
Um, but anyway, the supernatural junkies are into um, hitting this from all angles, and mm-hmm. they do a great job. And so we're going to get you into the episode. But first, as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, review, all of those things. And uh, we're still waiting on people to send in um, those red pill moments, and we're collecting those. And then we're mm-hmm. going to, once we have enough, we'll start uh, drawing names out of hats. So Boom. it'll be uh, it'll be fun time. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So anyway, with that, you got anything else or? I don't think so. Mostly just, you know, you guys sharing the podcast and, you know, getting the word out to other people is how, you know, there's a lot of fear in the, we talk about it a lot in this episode. There's a lot of fear that comes with just saying the word COVID. Like it, it, it brings out this fear in people, but knowledge is power. I don't know how many times we've said it, but we're going to keep saying it. So having the knowledge gives, and and, you know, we have victory in Jesus. So we, we don't have that fear. We don't have to have that fear. I should say. Yeah. Huge point in the podcast to come. So we also should mention we had more technical difficulties and issues in this interview than we've had in all of them combined. Yeah. I mean, it was just outrageous. And to me, we even stopped at the midway point and we prayed together the three of us specifically for satan to stop interfering with the technology because this message is so important and so powerful that it needs to get out there and you best believe the devil does not want it out there so we apologize if there's any issues in the sound quality or in any of that stuff but we had a plethora. I should say they had because the, I mean they were working so hard to try to get the, yeah. this stuff figured out. I mean it was. I'm not a technology person. Yeah, she. she I'm really no, not. She no habla tecnología. No, but they figured it out. I mean, it, they it, it was amazing. They they put in the hard work of figuring it out. Yeah. So. Let's get into it. I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. I yep. think you're going to like it. And uh, leave us your comments on what you think of it afterwards. Yeah. It'd be cool to hear uh, your feedback. So we are going to get into the episode. Here we go. We go. everybody we are here with the supernatural junkies i'm rick i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and you have found that so fringy podcast and we're so glad that you have um we wanted to have these guys on to talk a little bit about um covid we mentioned that in our last episode that you guys were going to be hearing about covid and uh here they are the supernatural junkies i'm gonna allow them to um, introduce themselves and just let you guys know um, what they're about, who they are, um, how they started their podcast, all of these different things. So, hey, guys, would you mind uh, introducing yourselves to our audience? 
Yes, yeah, so I'm Dr. Kevin Cruz, and this is my wife, Alexandra Cruz. <laughs> yeah, she and herself. she totally is a. <laughs> I love how it's like, you're going to do this next week. <laughs> yeah, well, happens every time. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, well, I saw that. Was that look in her eye? I know, I did get a little nervous. Like, I got, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, butterflies in my stomach, and I usually get that. I'm like, oh, I'm really nervous. Like, there's all this pressure. Introduce yourself. You're like, what do I get? What do we do? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're supernatural junkies, and I like to say that uh, we talk about the God stuff. We're a group of friends, um, mostly theologians, right? And we talk about God stuff that people can't talk about or don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking about publicly. We talk about all those things. It's a candid, uncensored God talk. Is what we say. Amen. Yes. And you can see why we have, <laughs> we love you guys this podcast. Yeah, we love it. And have so a chance to really Thank listen to some. Us. And uh, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of us uh, when we go to church. And uh, we're looking at it around and thinking, uh, is this church in the same planet as, as the one we live on? You know, because you're like, I mean, we're, we've got all this stuff going on here. And, um, you know, there's just no addressing of it at all. It's like, you know, there's just no, you know, it's like basic reality. I mean, like no acknowledgement of the situation that we're in. And I think Christians are, are frustrated and the church has become irrelevant, you know, because it's not really dealing with what we're all dealing with. And, um, and so I think that frustration, you know, has, has built for all of us. And and that's where we've kind of come from. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nothing's more frustrating than COVID talk, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. No, yes. exactly. And and that's why we wanted to have you guys on. You guys wrote a book and we wanted to uh, promote that because we know that uh, that's hard work, you know, putting in that, all of those hours and all of that time. And so you guys have a book out. What's it called? It's called The COVID Beast. And of course, my wife is a co-author and Dr. Dennis O'Hara is the other right. co-author. And, um, you know, I would tell you the impetus behind that is really, did I say that right, sweetheart? You did. Wow. That's a first. (laughs) Hard word. I said it really good. Us Midwest guys, we don't, we don't understand big words, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, for me, you know, my side of this is twofold. Number one. You know, my expertise is really in Bible prophecy, and I've been teaching, you know, Bible prophecy classes along with other classes for probably 25 years. And the best way to explain my backdrop of this is really my family. Um, My grandfather was a Pentecostal minister, and he told my dad one day that Israel would become a nation. Well, Mm. that was impossible. I mean, 1900 years, they hadn't had a nation, right? And so when he saw that happen, it was, it changed his life. And so he traveled and sold Christian educational material across the United States and Canada. So we got a chance to really work with Christians from every denomination. And you really get to realize that God has his people. But he taught me a lot of Bible prophecy, whether I wanted it or not. (laughs) And I more or less did exactly what he did to his dad. I said, Dad... That's ridiculous. That is never going to happen, right? <laughs> Nobody cares about that little country over here, especially when it came to the to the idea of the mark of the beast, that somehow there was something that was coming that was going to change your I mean, you you look at the mark of the beast, that there's somehow there's something that you're taking into your body. Mm-hmm. And then you're worshiping or giving your allegiance or trust to this, you know, antichrist or this government. And you think to yourself, well, 
lots of people have done things to their body, evil things, right? Lots of people have worshipped false gods, right? And that's never affected somebody's ability to become a Christian. So that's really what I was debating with my dad about. And then I kept feeling that way. But then when you see it was about 2004, there's a couple things that happened. Number one, front cover of Time magazine was the God gene. And it was interesting because that, that particular gene uh, is talking about a part of your DNA that somehow affects something in your brain, which is the frontal lobe, the right frontal lobe. It kind of proves that we can actually have a relationship with God. Because if we had a relationship with God, then that is the one lobe of the brain that would light up, that would prove that's possible. But when they, when they, if they were to change that DNA, if somebody doesn't have that DNA, you can see that they don't have the same process. It doesn't light up in the frontal lobe. In fact, it's in the, it's in the seventh lobe. And um, so this was something. And then Francis Fukuyama wrote an article called The World's Most Dangerous Idea. And it was really about changing our DNA. And honestly, I thought that was all ridiculous. I thought, is this the movies? <laughs> What's going on? But within two to three years, I, was, I really came to the conclusion that maybe the mark of the beast was genetic markers, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really where I started to say, so, you know, the second part is most of our family's not vaccinated. And the reason why is if you go to Revelations 13, 16, 17, 18 first, it talks about a cause that comes into the world. And then this cause somehow justifies mandatory access to our bodies, right? And then because of this cause and this justification, they then won't let you buy and sell, which translates today, they, they don't want to let you have a job, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as long as I've been alive, the most logical cause that needs access to our body and, and then would be mandatory would be a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Follow, okay, a pandemic followed by a vaccine. So mm -hmm. here you are having the biggest duh of all time in Bible prophecy. And I'm looking around and nobody's talking about this. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to type. Mm. And so that's when, you know, you see all this stuff and you realize that. But he does like to talk. Well, I'm better at that than typing. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm good at the talking, but I'm worse at typing. I wish I had paid attention. I can't type without looking at the keys, for example. <laughs> so, it's terrible. Every time I try, it's just I go back the other way. <laughs> so. So what we show in the book is that all six things the Bible told us would happen in Revelations, again, 13 chapter, 16, 17, 18th verse. So the first thing was the cause came in the world. The second thing was is that they needed access to our bodies. Of course, that cause did affect everybody, man, woman, child, old, rich, slave, poor, free, right? So then you look back at that cause, then the buying and the selling. Well, this is where we try to let people know. I mean, people were thrown you know, in concentration camps. Uh, people died on hospital tables because they were unvaccinated, right? Children were taken away from their parents. People were not allowed to buy food, right? Mm -hmm. This is what was done to people, you know, over a vaccine of something yeah. that killed, again, in, in, in less than a year and a half, we're talking about 0.8%. So this was, this was something that we talk about right away in the book that in 2017, 1.2 more million people died. Yeah. Of, the, of pneumonia and, and the flu and we didn't shut the world down so you start to see like we're getting this extreme persecution you yes. know so there's three more points there so then it talks about 
And this is where, again, the information is overwhelming. But it talks about people, where's the mark in the right hand? And if you look at that word and you go back to the Greek, okay, you'll see that the word hand actually occurs twice. So there is something about the hand. But then there's the phrase, the right hand. And the right hand is a symbolic saying. It means it's really equivalent to worship. It's like, I pledge allegiance, right? And so the right hand, Jesus' disciples did not literally want to sit on his right hand. So if they were right. literally, they were talking about a figurative place. That's the same word. So you have to understand that we might not actually see something literally in the right hand. It could be either hand, right? And it may not even be visible. And so this is where this vaccine was extraordinary because because of the lipid nanoparticles, it didn't stay where you put it. It went throughout the body and it did have patentable genetic markers. And those markers went throughout your body and that means into both hands. Therefore, this is fulfilled. But the right hand part was fulfilled because why? I will tell you this, that the way we've survived every pandemic is something called natural immunity. Uh And all of a sudden, natural immunity was worth nothing. It's like the whole world was flipped upside down and the standard being natural immunity is somehow inadequate. And Uh now we know we're talking between different studies I've seen three to five times more effective than than Uh vaccinated, right? So this is what I mean. People began to what? Not trust God. They gave their allegiance that my employer has the right to my body, the government has the right to my Our body. Governor. You see what I'm saying? And so this was all part of the right hand. And then the last part is, and this is important, when you look at the word for forehead in the Bible, it means aft, the eyes, A-F-T, after. What's behind your eyes? The frontal lobe of the brain. Mm-hmm. You think about this. People go, oh, this is a chip. This is a tattoo. Wait a minute, can't you just pop this chip out and repent and go back to Jesus? Can't uh-huh. you take this tattoo and burn it off? Right? Why can't you repent? What it can't be one of those things. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And so yeah. you start to go, well, wait a minute, that makes sense that God would care about our mind. Because the frontal lobe is you. That's everything. Your hopes, yep. dreams, your personality. If you lose the frontal lobe, that's the frontal lobotomy. Guess what you become? Zombies. Exactly. And so here's the thing. Again, these, because of the lipid nanoparticles, it crossed the blood brain barrier, which means it put patentable genetic markers in your brain, which is what your Bible says is your forehead. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's what Satan wants. Satan wants your mind. We all know that. He wants your mind and wants your heart, which is your soul. And so you can see here that technology that affects your mind affects your soul. And then the last thing was good and bad. Um, Microsoft, under the leadership of Bill Gates, specifically requested a 060606 patent, okay? And that is a cryptocurrency patent. It specifically controls who gets to buy and sell. Now, the good news was, is that was an announcement. Now, in my lifetime, I never thought anyone would ever use that number to tell us anything about what evil plans. You think about all the things Hitler did, Nobody ever knew what he was doing. Uh-huh. These people are telling us. They're putting patents out. And the gist of it is, is that your, your Bible told you this 666, but then Microsoft tells you that they believe an artificial intelligence is going to rule the world. 
And yeah. now you go back to your show that you did and you see how an artificial intelligence can be a way for a demonic entity to, to enter. manifest itself in the world. Uh-huh. It's yes. an avatar, isn't it? Right? Yep. Absolutely. And so you just covered that. Now, what was the second part to that? Well, the 5G is how it connects. But in that patent, it talks about it's something in your body. And then it tells you that it can read your brain waves. Right? Now, the only way to read your brain waves is if there's something in your brain. And then it says that you can help you compute automatically. If something helps you compute automatically, we're talking about some kind of brain, what? Mind control. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. And the problem is you look at all the posturing that's being done in the world today. And when we talked about this, we wrote the book. There was nothing in the world that fulfilled that 060606 patent. But there is now. And who just wow. came out? Who's coming out with it? Now he's maybe not coming out with it. The neural link that Elon yeah. Musk has is absolutely fulfills that patent. And so while all these things happened, we found out that COVID and especially the vaccine was a precursor okay, to this mark of the beast that we see coming. It's a template. It's also, if you think about it, they need, they need this legal access to our bodies, right? And that's what they're trying to make all the laws to set up around. And that is, is the, not a coincidence because this is where I've always been, that Satan's ultimate plan doesn't work unless he can get access to your body, right? right. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Defiling that temple of the Holy Spirit could be a little bit like blaspheming the Holy Spirit, uh-huh. which is the uh-huh. other unforgivable sin. So we get into some of these ideas, but the good news was is that there was also an advertisement about a few things that were missing. And again, they're going to need access. That's going to be what, what I call the biometric side of the mark of the beast. It's going to, I believe, again, let me just back out of everything I just said. So everything I do is based on Luke 21, 28. It says, when you see these things happening, to stand up and then to lift up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. And there's three, really three, four parts to that. The first part is, what does the Bible say will happen? Uh-huh. What is happening? Okay. And if you feel a convergence there, then we should be standing up against this, right? Mm-hmm. And we should also be talking about the return of Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so the problem is, this is the very situation we're in, that it is a sin not to talk about this part of the Bible. And then the last part is, it's a sin not to talk about what's happening. Your Bible tells you you have to do this. So that's why our churches are out of order at this point. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, and absolutely. So, and that's really, that's the prophetic side of why we wrote the book. And of course, there's so much more in there. Uh, but that's, we feel that there's a warning. The greatest warning we've ever been given is that something happens late in uh, human history for a second, really. And whatever it is, it seems to be unrepentable. And, uh, you know, if Satan could have done this earlier, he would have. You know, mm-hmm. people make the mark of the beast somehow. It's something that's. Uh, arbitrary. But once you understand that God doesn't change, then you have to realize that this is a new change on the part of Satan. So, and of course, once I started down this road is kind of how it started. And, you know, Alex came up with the idea to get into the uh, podcasting and 
and get mm-hmm. this word out because we're all trying to figure out how to get this out to people. So, and uh, she's quite the expert. Yeah, it's it's super cool to see um, how you guys all work together and how um, you know you guys are putting out this information to where people can understand it. It's digestible. You're and it's not like you don't have the scripture references and all of those different things. So it's it is it is a very interesting case that you're putting before the people. And I think that you're right. We should be talking about these things. I mean, you know. There was a lot of people in in my life, in our lives, everybody that just didn't want to hear it, didn't want to talk about how there could be something nefarious happening or something other than what they were saying. And that's unfortunate because mm-hmm. when you take away the people's ability to speak to each other about these type of topics, um, you're, you're silencing the masses and you're, and you're turning them into zombies as, as you were saying, and, and we're not okay with that. We know you're not okay with that. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is, remember, we're not saying a lot of things. Reason we can say there's a, that this is a precursor to the mark of the beast because it was fulfilling what apparently has been here for 2000 years. But the nice thing is you don't have to say what this is. You just have to say this is what the Bible says and then this is what's happening. You don't have to have all the answers, you know, and that's why I have a wife. (laughs) She has all the answers. (laughs) Your turn. (laughs) No, I think it's actually you guys' turn because he went on for a while there, which, you know, you can tell he's very passionate about this. He's very well informed about it. Yeah. Um, well, we struggle. I mean, it's hard to get yeah. the chemistry. It's, I mean, I am a talking head. When I, they they have to let me rant on the show, unfortunately. <laughs> and that was my that was my. We can relate. Only, yeah. only five yeah. or six minute rant. I don't yeah, know I pulled up a piece of paper that says monologuing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's so, imagine having three of them. All you know, Dennis has come out of his shell though, he's really yeah, more talkative than he was, and uh, <laughs> so but Alex keeps it light and she she brings all the humor to it. But uh, she also is so practical, you know, because sure. she kind of came to the Lord later and uh, she can let okay, <laughs> get rid of your Christianese, right? You know, because that can be very intimidating for people that aren't so familiar with that. As soon as they hear that language, they're like, wait, what, what's happening here? And it can uh-huh. be very off-putting. I was wondering, did you guys see that video where Bill Gates talks about the VMAT2 gene? And he's talking to one, you don't really see him, you know it's him, because they do show him a little bit, but it's kind of, um, it was one of the alphabet agencies he was talking to specifically about the VMAT2 gene, which is where you have that spiritual connection to whatever it is, right? If that's you're a Christian, yep. right? That's the God. That's what he deems the God gene. It's the VMAT two gene. There's a video we have, um, which we'll send you a link to, so you can post that in the show because yeah. it's really sure. good to listen to. And he's talking to one of the alphabet agencies, and they don't say who, but he goes through this whole process, and he says, um, and this was 2004, was it? That's 2004, 2005. Something between those. Anyway, and um, he's saying that. If you affect this particular part of the brain, the VMAT2, and they, they already know how to do it. They have tested it. They're like, but in, for instance, he's like, when we're talking about the um, 
Middle Eastern uh, religious beliefs, like they're extremists, right? He's like, but we know that if we can affect that by, say, the spread of a respiratory illness or a virus or even a vaccine, that if we cut that part off, then they can no longer connect to whatever uh, religious beliefs they may have. And it stops that. So, okay, so then you have to take that look because somebody said, wait, have you tested this? And he said, in fact, we have already tested it. He goes, in the field, it's already been tested. Wow. He's like, wow. So if you look at the, and they, they show the brain scans of someone before receiving whatever, however they've spread this. And then after, and that part of the, that brain no longer lights up. And that's, so you have to wow. take that, you know, a little further and say that, well, what's the difference between that and, you know, if they were to call us extreme Christian beliefs, right? Fundamentalists, right. which is. Yeah, it's okay to do that to Muslims. No, 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 it's not. No, right. It's, it's yeah. not, right? Yeah. It's not. But you remember when this first started with uh, COVID, they were saying that it's the Christian fundamentalists that won't take the vaccine. And they were, right. I, that yeah. was some of the first, remember? That was some of the mm-hmm. first news reports were constantly saying it's the Christians not taking this. So they're keeping us sick. Uh, as if, you know, to say, like, in trying to whip people up to have a certain emotion about it. So, what would stop them from using it, say, on people that do have Christian beliefs like us? I don't mm-hmm. think anything would stop it. And then just incidentally, it's spread by a virus or a vaccine. And they called it the fun vax. He actually says in it, we, we called it the fun vax. As in fundamentalist. Right. Not wow. as in, this is fun. Well, it might be fun for them. You tell them about Noah Harari. No, you tell them about Noah Harari. No way. It's your job. You do it. <laughs> so, so there's if you're familiar and I know you guys have covered some of the stuff with the World Economic Forum and some of the things uh-huh. happening here so do you know who Yuval Noah Harari is yes so uh-huh. he is he is one of the advisors to Klaus Schwab and this is frightful what I'm going to tell you but he said that thanks to vaccines humans are now hackable animals okay uh-huh. the, I- the idea that you have a soul or a spirit or that nobody knows what's going on inside you, or that you have free will, that's over. Now, he is going to do that with what? A vaccine. Remember back when we think about the mark on the forehead being a mark on your mind, what did he target? He said that they're hackable. What's he talking about? The bottom line is when you think about the two most important words Jesus said in his prayer, what was it? Our Father, right? Mm-hmm. Our father means that God is our father, but it also meant that Jesus was our brother, right? Mm -hmm. And you start to see we're talking about you are part of a divine family. And Mm -hmm. all families have their father's DNA. And this is where people lose this, is that our DNA is just an information system. Everything on your computer could be put in your DNA, right? Mm -hmm. And so... All the information that God put into you came into your DNA when he spoke that. He put his character, his nature, right? So, And your identity, your identity is there. And the best way to explain that is if I had the, you know, the plants of the pyramid, right? I'd be the most famous people, person on the earth, right? But if one day I spill Kool-Aid on it and suddenly <laughs> the pyramid turns pink, right? What do you think they're going to do to me? They're taking those plants, Right. Right. That's that's what giving somebody your DNA. When you change the DNA, you change the reality of who you are. You change your identity. Mm. 
you see? And so yeah. then you start to say this, how can you be your father's child if you don't have your DNA? And this is where Talzax in literally 2021, very early, I'm gonna say it's about March or April, said that if you took this vaccine, you are no longer a creation of God anymore and that you could be the subject of a patent. Mm. Now, just digest that. Wow. They're already making this argument Secular people are making this. And where is he? What is he referring to? He's referring to the Myriad Court, Supreme Court case. And Myriad was trying to patent DNA sequences, right? Well, if it's a natural sequence, the Supreme Court decided that he, they were not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. But they did leave the door open for them to patent other sequences. So if they can prove that their sequences, unique to them, that they were the creators of those sequences, are in your body, then somehow they own you. Right. Mm -hmm. You're no longer a creation of God. Why? So let's look at this. If you say this is my child, what are they going to do? They're going to do a DNA test. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to go, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Cruz. Uh, He doesn't have your common alleles. Right. For example, they would not say that. You don't have the the DNA (laughs) in common. (laughs) Just saying, (laughs) You're the one to bring up. And so, you know, the point here is that, you know, DNA is also used with inheritance, right? And so, especially if there's no will, you might have to actually, they might do a DNA test to see whether you really are the child of so-and-so. So, again, we're not saying that this is what this is, or, or we're talking about what is happening and what are the possible implications of changing your DNA. So, if you think about salvation... Salvation is dependent upon our identity. Everybody knows Jesus didn't die for pigs and chickens and cows. Jesus didn't come as Spider-Man. Spider-Man, the Hulk, Superman, they they were not allowed. He had to be related to us. He had to have the same blood, right? He had to be our brother. That's what we learned from Ruth. He had to be our kinsman in order to redeem us. And so the question is, if you're no longer kin, can you be redeemed? I can't answer that question. Nobody could, only God. But if this is how the courts on earth are functioning, how do you think this might have something to do with that? But then the last part is the nature. If you put quail DNA in chickens, they move their heads like quail, they sound like quail. This is an immediate change in their behavior, right? And you think back in the Bible, when could when is this DNA narrative happen? Well, it happened first thing, first prophecy in the Bible was of talking about a DNA war. The war between mm-hmm. the seed. That's what seed is, right? And yeah, so then right. when did this, when were, when was there ever two kinds of seed on the planet? When, when was there another kind of creature that God didn't create in the first six days? Well, then you go with Genesis 6. And mm-hmm. the best way to explain that is to not, <laughs> because it's a difficult <laughs> passage. Yeah. And so you, this is what you have to digest. These women were taken. Okay. The Bible seems to say they were fallen angels. But they didn't marry them. We don't even know they had sex with them, right? You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? All I need is a DNA swab with you, and I can have a baby with you, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. tell me how they're behind us. They're not. But what did happen is they came back. And when these women came back, they were pregnant, and they delivered babies that were different in every way, extraordinary in other ways, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't have been different unless they had different DNA, period. Right. So don't you understand that? And then what does the Bible say about the days of Noah? It was a days of corrupt flesh and then the corruption in the flesh. You can't have corrupt flesh unless you have corrupt DNA. 
Yes. And then it says a corrupt mind. What's the mark of the beast? What do we just say? It's your mind, right? So here they had a corrupt mind. It was always continually evil. And then why was Noah chosen? He was chosen because what? He was perfect in his generations, which was saying that he had an unpolluted bloodline, mm -hmm. right? And so you start to see if this happened before, does that explain how Noah preached for 120 years and nobody got saved? Because the nature to repent in the presence of sin was gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And you start to see if they could change our mind, they could change our heart possibly. And again, if they change this through the DNA and then you go back to what we already said about these chips helping us to think automatically. Right. Who knows how, how far that goes. So, mm -hmm. again, we can't say what this is or what this isn't, but we can say this is what's in your Bible. And this mm -hmm. opens up lots of cans of worms. This is what's happening. And even if I didn't know anything about the Bible, this would be scary to me. Uh, when Francis Fokiano wrote that article, he's not a Christian. He's a Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist. He says, this is it. Humanity is over if we go down this road. And sure. so you, we really are sitting on a precipice. And then you have to ask yourself, why is genetic material being put in vaccines under great deception? Right. Yep. You see, you know, now we can prove that it has changed some DNA in some components of the body, some tissues and some cells, right? Mm -hmm. And so you start to see, you know, we're seeing a development that we've never seen before. And that's why the mark of the beast is most likely related to a second forbidden fruit mm -hmm. because you can't come up with any other possibility. And do you really understand why eating that fruit was so bad? I don't. What about you, sweetheart? She loves fruit. <laughs> he is a fruit junkie. There you go. I just I, so you know that's that's his fascination. With, my fascination with this is the narrative and how closely it follows the Bible. And that in the first temptation, right, uh, for Eve was the fruit. Right, she had to ingest something into her body, and somehow okay. that made her unfit to be in the garden. Which yeah. is fascinating because to me, it's just like. Satan is up to his old tricks. He's just found a new way to get inside, yep. right? Yep, but it's, yep. it's the same thing. You acquire more knowledge, right? You become like a god in your knowledge. Now you'll be able to compute faster. Who said that you'll be sexier, funnier? Yes. It's the same thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. And, and it's by taking something that contaminates our body somehow that makes us unfit to be in the Lord's presence, which is the whole thing is fascinating how cyclical it is. I don't know. Yeah. Just my take on it, but well, and transhumanism is the religion we're talking about. Transhumanism, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. stated goal is to to make mankind into a new image, and that alone is blasphemy. But really, yep. it's it's evolution that we worship. That somehow mankind is becoming a what a god, and that's mm -hmm. the signature temptation to where the Garden of Eden. But yeah. think about the movies and how they. You know, over all this time, we've been indoctrinated to think like that's awesome. All these superheroes, wouldn't it be great to have some genetic mutation or just take something like Spider Man that makes us a superhero? It's like, I don't know, it's just it's really fascinating to me the, the way that the propaganda gets spun everywhere and we get yep. inundated with it. And it, it's like, oh, it makes it seem like such a tempting process, which is mm -hmm. this is exactly what Satan would do, and he's just found technology to do it. Yeah, I, I'm not as verbose as Kevin is on 
all subjects. I'm just like, yeah. Did you guys see that thing that uh, it was? It had to do with the queen. Um, she was doing some kind of a ceremony there in the courtyard, and uh, they they had these lights that lit up, and they went kind of in front of her and and down the courtyard, and it was actually like a, a three strand. Um, DNA um, thing. And, and so it had, you know, it had the double helix, but then it also had a third that was winding in there as this big ceremony, as it was going out to light up this other thing. I think it was a big tree, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting because trees are very symbolic uh, in the Bible. And so it was going out and, uh, and doing that. So we, I thought that was interesting. I'll have to find that video and send it to you guys and put it in the show notes. It was really weird. Well, you guys are that so fringy. So it's interesting that you say that about the queen, because I was just listening to another podcast that was talking to a um, satanic high wizard. And he was saying, it was fascinating. He was Zachary King. And he was saying like, at any one time, there's only between one and 10 high wizards in the world. And he was one of them. And he was saying that when he was a high wizard, he's like, I'm not going to name names. He's like, but I was called for a country that has a queen still to do spells for her. So it's really interesting that you say that, but also when you start talking about um, Nephilim and transhumanism, you are talking about a third strand of DNA. And so there's, you know, with SRA, the whole goal is to create offspring with the third strand of DNA, which I mean, falls right in line with that. So fringy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very fringy. Yeah, so I feel like that wasn't just a coincidence. No, I don't believe in those anymore. We actually have an SRA survivor that's going to come on and and talk on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited because I... Yeah, I love to listen to that stuff and hear it, you know? It's just so crazy because it's one of those moments where you're like, is this the real world we're living on? Is this this stuff really happening? And you're like, there are really... um, evil demonic people in this world mm-hmm. yeah and it's, yes. it's frightening to know that that truly happens that they mm-hmm. exist in this world with us because you're like who would ever but then you hear so many horrible stories you're like wow did yeah. you watch that pink so pink has a music video that has yes. a wizard in it and it was it gave me the, the chills like it was so creepy yeah, so when that person said that, yeah, that, that there's an actual high wizard in that video doing spells, I had to watch it. I watched it a few times. I was like, oh, that's wild. It yeah, and, I, and then, yeah. I know I've seen that music video before, like in the past. I never remember seeing that guy with the top hat behind her, like <laughs> super creepy. Yeah, yeah, the movements were like, didn't seem human. It was weird. Yeah, he's all like, oh, yeah, like, uh, casting a spell or something, right? But when you saw him, weren't you like, I've seen people walking around like that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just Los Angeles. I was like, I've definitely seen people walking around in that outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's hidden yeah, in plain like, sight. Totally. I think yeah. that's the whole point, right? So that we don't pay attention, we get blinded by it. Well, and there's no doubt, you know. Um, so, you know, I've taught a lot about Bible prophecy and specifically about mystery Babylon. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, America has been a candidate, um, not for necessarily being mystery Babylon, but for being the queen. (laughs) See, and so this is the key that you understand that mystery Babylon goes back to Babylon. And so when you talk about this all hidden in plain sight, you know, 
you know, I've taught a lot about that. I've got a lot of those books for the Masonic books and they show the alchemical arrangement of the capital and yada, yada, yada. But there's two videos by Chris Pinto. Uh, one is called Eye of the Phoenix and the other one is called Riddles in Stone. And they really do a phenomenal job that the average person could easily see and understand that the most occultic city in the world is actually Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and that the place, the place that the Antichrist is supposed to be inaugurated is actually in the presence of the Dome of Isis and the obelisk of Osiris. And those are the two biggest ones are in the world are in Washington, D.C. And the other one is, of course, in Rome at the Vatican. And that's the actual obelisk that was at Karnak, which was the world's largest temple. Mm -hmm. So that when you say it's hidden in plain sight, you know, the alchemical arrangements, what's on our one dollar bill. Yep. All of that tells you that from the very beginning that that, again, like the sheep and the goats, they can't be separated. So America has two destinies. They have Satan's destiny and then we have God's destiny. And these are two competing things, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is why we're waiting to see what's going to happen. But right now, it appears that Mystery Babylon is really in control of America. Right. You yeah. Know, and that's, that's what we're seeing. And unfortunately, um, you know, that's really affected. So, and how we, we um, are Israel's biggest supporter, you know, in the world, you know, they are literally a country largely because of us. And of course, Britain, and of course, Britain is mm -hmm. almost renounced them, you know, so you can see, you know, these prophetic scenarios are really happening, but uh, I believe, and this is, probably my last rant because there's disbelief on your face <laughs> but you know if you think about this you know we have 2,000 years where there is no sin there is no mountain no there is nothing that can separate you from God and then suddenly this this combination of of access to our bodies and worship somehow says that there's a change, you know, and and if you look at the, the, the average person doesn't understand that God doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So if something changes, God didn't do it. Yes. Right? Yeah, and then you also have to understand, and this is another big deception, because most Christians believe there's going to be no deception surrounding the mark of the beast. And yet Revelations 19.20 specifically says, that all those that take the mark and worship the beast are deceived. Mm -hmm. And so this is the generation that is completely unsuspecting. They have never heard this, you see. Yep. And if you think about it, re-initiating re Christians to talk about an ancient warning, okay, about a, a second forbidden fruit starts to make sense mm -hmm. that we could see more people saved because not just because they said yes to Jesus, but because at the last second of human history, they said no to worshiping the beast. They said no to, to taking that mark. Yeah. And people do argue about, is it worship? Is it taking the beast, that mark? You can't argue about which one is which because anybody that takes that mark did worship the beast. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And anybody that takes the mark was worshiping the beast. And it doesn't matter. You can't. They're synonymous. 
you know? And so that's what people don't understand that they're trying to look at one or the other. They, they almost look at like an arbitrary line, but God doesn't change. This is the, this is the thing he cares about the most. He says that he wishes nobody would perish. That's his intention. And then we know that some people perish for lack of knowledge and that is, that's what we're here for. That's why we have shows. And I know that's why you have shows mm-hmm. because you don't want to see people being caught in all kinds of, you know, sat- Satanism. I mean, all kinds of lies, right? But this is the world's greatest lie. And that's why, you know, it is, it's my main purpose within the podcast is to try and make that known about this ancient prophecy and why we, we, we have something coming. This was a lot like it, and uh, we need to be able to say no yeah. is really the bottom line. Yeah, it's important to know your Bible, to understand, as you're saying, what what it actually says going into the original language. And, and we've talked a lot about Dr. Michael Heiser, and I know you guys uh, follow after him, know, know his work. Um, but we you have a chief funky right here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You went to a school. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. I did not know that. That's awesome. That's super cool. But yeah, he was saying, you know, everything that he says is let's get back to the context. Yep. Let's get back to the context. Let's get back to what they thought these words meant, not what we think these yeah, words mean. Yeah, what was mean. it? The Bible was written for you, but not to you. You have to exactly the the language matters. What they say in the original text matters. Yes, and it's so very specific. Mm -hmm. We often like you know you know so many times you hear people like just cherry picking parts of the scripture, right, and then making it mean what they want it to mean. You're like, but what did it mean to that person walking around at that time? Which I love that he always brings it back to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a concordance really works when you find out exactly what that word is. Looking at other places in the Bible really helps because that's why I say people are like, well, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go with what the Bible says. There's going to be a mark in your right hand. And you're like, you didn't hear anything I said. The Mm -hmm. Greek word, (laughs) the Greek word is this word. And that's the same word that Jesus's disciples Wanted to sit on his right hand. You see, that's what I mean. Well, if we don't look into these words, not just what they mean, but how else have they been translated in other contexts? Mm-hmm. And it gives you the idea. Well, we can't be talking about necessarily something that has to be literal, yep. you know, and that's why we have to do a deep dive. And we're not the greatest at that. But uh, I have been trained to do it if I have to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love to pull up all the translations, but the concordance helps me out a lot. How has this word been translated before? So. Yeah, it's really good to stay within context. And I and I really appreciate, you know, you guys taking the time and going through all of this, because, you know, in a world where things are so, um, you know, you don't really know what is going on. You, you see a lot of people walking around in fear. And we talk about this a lot, you know, that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. And but that's what you see. And that's what um, COVID well, They know that's brought. what's effective. They know over years and years and hundreds of years. Right. That, well, that's what people I mean, this whole COVID thing, it was like, in my opinion, partially a a social experiment. What what lengths will people go to to be socially accepted? Right. And and they'll go all the way. 
And most people will go all the way. They'll, they'll take this vaccine just so that their neighbor and their, you know, their grandparents will let them come into their house. Right. Even despite the fact that the makers themselves said on TV when they were being interviewed, we knew that we didn't study if it stopped transmission. We didn't know that. Right. Well, that's what you're telling everybody. Like at mm-hmm. what point, you know, is that your responsibility? Because if you're in that company, you know, that's what's being screamed everywhere. Why would you wait until now to tell us that? Because you were literally, uh, you know, vilifying an entire group of people if they wouldn't wear their mask because somehow they were murdering other people. Yep. Uh, you know, but it goes, but it, then, you know, you start to, all the strings combine into one because then it's a social justice thing. Right. Right. Um, right. Because that's what gets people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that constant driving of fear. And that's always like whenever you want to start something or you want people to fall in line, you just push fear. Yep. And that's really, you know, I think, I think we talked about it on the last episodes. Um, Fear is truly motivating for most people, especially if you don't have strong Christian values, because you know what the, your end is, right? Mm -hmm. And your end is such a beautiful thing that it's sad for the people that you leave behind but right. you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And so there's not so much fear, right? We're not so much fear based because we live in accordance with God, right? We know right. what the end is. It's not such a frightening, horrible end of, oh, it's nothingness, which is so depressing. Yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> no, I can you imagine like believing in nothing and thinking, and it's over. It's just blackness. Like, yeah, wow, that, that must be terrifying. No wonder. You know, yeah. and so that's why it's so motivating. Oh, big time. And also, it, I think it'll come down to what people are willing to do for their children. If if there is this Neuralink and there is all this stuff coming down the pipe, then it's then it becomes, what would you do to, to help your children? To So you can either upgrade them and mm-hmm. get all this information into them so they only have to go through four years of school, or you can leave them as they are and they have to go through all 12 years of school. So then it becomes well, gosh, I want my kids to be successful and I want them to have all this information. So sure, let's upgrade them. You know, it's going to become this, what would you do for your children to succeed more? Because that's another thing for people is, I mean, honestly, when they started giving these vaccines to babies, it was like heartbreaking for me. I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, not the babies. It's always like... Oh, it's just I don't think there was one child that died in 2020 uh, that was under five, not right. one. Right. That's a zero percent risk. So why would you be vaccinating children? Right. And then and months. then you start looking at the other vaccines. Why do they give a hepatitis B vaccine on day two, day one or day two of a baby's life? It doesn't make any sense. But you do it because that's that's the standard. It's like you got to have all these vaccines for them to go to school. You got to have all these vaccines, and and I've never been against vaccines, but this this whole COVID thing really opened my eyes to a lot of this stuff. But then you start looking, you really do a deep dive on it, and they have you know um, worm DNA, yeah, spaniel DNA, and I wish I were making any of that up. Forty year old cloned fetus uh, DNA. Mm-hmm. I wish this were a lie because it sounds too wild to be true. And then you're like, no, in fact, that's pretty typical. Why do our children need that? They just came out with it. The graphene oxide is in the vaccine. It's like, we've been saying right. it for years since it came out. It's in right. there. Which is, interestingly enough, also called luciferase, which is... Right. Bill Gates thinks he's real funny. 
Right. Yep. Well, so insulting. And mm -hmm. the last part of that is, you know, not only have we been saying that for years, but, you know, in August of 2021, Pfizer came out with a patent and this patent was for bioidentifiables that would identify you, but also allows you to be tracked even by satellite. And one of the ingredients that they name in there is the graphene oxide. And this would explain why people's arms were suddenly magnetic. Mm -hmm. And then again, like you mentioned, the FDA just mentions, yeah, it's in there. So now what do you think the chances are that they use this emergency use order to break the Nuremberg code and put things in your body that you yep. didn't know about and now they can track you, right? And now they have a patent on what they put in your body without telling you. And that's really what we're talking about. That's why I say the farther this goes, the closer and closer it's starting to realize. I mean, honestly, it is, we believe it's worse than we think. We believe we were being conservative when we wrote the book. And again, you can see, right. I honestly believe they put this yeah. stuff in our bodies. Yeah. yeah. I, I am right there with you. And just the whole protocol of how the whole COVID thing happened was, it didn't, it just, as a nurse, didn't make sense. We were going, wait, what? I mean, at the beginning, we were having to get tested twice a week just to work in the field. And there was times when you would go into a facility and they would want to see your negative COVID tests. And then all of a sudden people would be positive and they're like, but I'm not sick. I feel fine. It's like, so then they're out for two weeks. That was the protocol at the beginning. No nurses can work with a positive test for two weeks, even if they're not sick and have no symptoms. Well, but with how contagious, not because you're you're surrounded with it, right? Well, the PCR test we knew was completely <laughs> I, who invented it told us that it was not made for this and it's just like the nurses said you know I was positive I went on and off positive for three or four months suddenly it's down to 10 days or 12 days they put you out once you could test positive as many times you want but you only got off one time and the other times you could have been sick uh -huh. actually sick. the first time you had tested positive you weren't even sick so we knew right away that the COVID test was a complete farce. I have a question for you guys. You're both nurses, right? Um, how frightening was it? Can you answer? I'm sorry. D did I put you guys on the spot there? No. So how frightening was that for you? Because, you know, so much was still unknown. And you right. guys were right there on the front line, which, thank you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think at the beginning, we, we definitely both had, because she was working in a dermatology clinic, and I was doing home health wound care. So I think we both had some fear at the beginning of like, what is this? We didn't really know. But we, there, there's protocols for the flu season every year that is, you know, if you have a fever, you don't come to work or you wear a mask. And, and, and then all of a sudden it ramped up into all this other stuff that we've never had protocols for. And we were like, this seems a little fishy. Hmm. Right? It just got, it got weird really fast, especially in Oregon. Like they were so, I mean, we were so locked down. Yeah. Well, and you, you told us right before we came on that they just stopped masks. Yeah. Week before last, I think it was. Yeah. The beginning of April was when they finally dropped it. So we had to wear masks for the last three years. Three, yeah. Yep. Solidly three years that we had to do it. And that was just in the medical field mostly. Yeah. Mostly just in the medical field, but it was definitely scary in the beginning, but then as a Christian, it was like, you know what? Why am I scared? I know mm -hmm. where I'm going. And my dad, 
was like, because we had one sibling that was kind of like not in agreement with any of us, any of our other siblings, including our parents. And uh, my dad finally said, you know what? If I die because my kids, my nurse daughters came home sick, I'm okay with that because I know where I'm going. And it was like a light went off and I was like, you're right. Why am I scared? I'm not scared. I'm not getting this vaccine. Like, but it was fear. Fear was everywhere. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. They put out a lot of stuff medically that was like, this is, this is the truth. They put it out as truth and it, and it wasn't. And so we started looking into stuff and we're like, no, this is just really just your opinion. You know, I mean, the whole masking thing, it came out, there was a study that, um, Fauci did in like 2008 that was talking about the Spanish flu and was talking about the fact that it was secondary. It was a bacterial infection that people were dying from. It wasn't the actual flu and it was from masking. It was from other, mm-hmm. so, you know, the hygiene back then, all that other stuff. That's what all those people were dying from. It wasn't the actual virus. It was, and, and then you've got people here wearing a cloth mask that's doing nothing. The, the viral particles are way smaller than anything. I mean, even an N95, you have to have it fitted to your face. You have to not touch it the entire time you have on and you have to get it refitted to your face every so like, what was it every week or mm-hmm. it, you had to, we had to go back in and get them refitted because, you know, you move around and you smile right. and things move. So it's like, it, it was just the whole mask thing got got really wild really fast yeah and, and, and so we we still laugh when we see because we'll see people like outside by themselves literally with a mask on right or driving in their car by themselves with a mask on and like, what are we doing what's happening, what's happening? <laughs> yeah and i told him that like okay so you know common sense if it was really that contagious wouldn't we have disposal protocols for those masks wouldn't we have right. cleaning protocols that everyone had to follow you wouldn't wear it for five days straight right. Or you wouldn't have some dirty cloth mask that you just left in your car and then and nobody ever like, washes. This doesn't make sense. It was wild. But I have another follow-up question. Sorry. Um, see, now I'm cutting him off. So um, as you're in dermatology, are you noticing people come in with also, because we're hearing that from the vaccine, there's a lot. I know a dermatologist said that it, it's exploded people with um, all these weird skin issues after mm-hmm. they've been vaccinated. So I actually left dermatology because I worked for one of the bigger corporations here in this area. Um, and as, as soon as COVID hit, they started implementing all these new protocols that were like outrageous. I mean, changing things that we had been doing there for six plus years. And it was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. So I actually left <laughs> dermatology in September of 2020 because I was just done. I oh. was not not going to do it, but I, I keep in contact with the doctor that I worked for and yeah, they have seen a lot of d- weird, different rashes that were not seen years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always saw the atopic dermatitis. You always saw, you know, the psoriasis and there was sometimes a weird case that would come in sweet syndrome or something like that. But there are, that there's a huge influx in crazy rashes that Nobody knows where they came from. It's like a idiopathic. Nothing nothing treats it. Mm -hmm. Nothing like besides all the normal things don't don't work. Yeah, steroids will treat it, but that's not a long term Mm game. That's a short term. Let's let's figure out what's going on. And there's problems associated with taking steroids for long periods of time that are really not enjoyable for the patient. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. 
Well, we killed that mask thing in our book, and uh, there's nothing more irritating, like you said, that people are wearing a mask that, again, this particle is seven to 800 times too small. Yeah. You know, the Canadian Nurses Union won a, a suit you know, about this whole thing. And again, that suit, you know, even in Canada, remember, you think about the most people I wanted to be a Canadian trucker for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And then you realize, wait a minute, those people, they froze their bank accounts. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And you start to realize what's really happening here. You know, you can imagine. It's like online or you got to bend the knee and that's the hard part. He didn't force anyone to get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not only did they come out with this, this, this vaccine and they told us it worked 90 to hundred percent. And then we find out that the people that did the worst around the world were the people that were the most vaccinated. Yep. You know, and we had countries like Iceland that actually wouldn't let the last, you know, 15% get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this whole thing flipped. So not only did it not work. But then now we we have these death rates that are going through the roof. Right. You know, we had multiple quarters there, even in 21. I mean, the vaccine hadn't even been out for six months. And those second quarters in 2021, we saw a 40 percent increase in the number of deaths, the people that are literally, you know, 18 to 64. So this is what everybody's facing. And there's not a day that goes by where there's not some new condition that's now linked to this, because what we did is we took something into our body and again RNA is what your body does Mm -hmm. DNA is what your body is supposed to do Mm. and the RNA became disobedient to what God thought you needed to do and it overruled it and it made your body produce a pathogen and that pathogen is what it's disobedience and what are the wages of sin death. And that's exactly why people trusted the entire premise that you would let somebody put something in your body that made yourself produce something that they wanted mm-hmm. and not what mm-hmm. God wanted. You explain to me how that is not madness, right? right? Mm-hmm. These people had one year, no vaccine is ever, it's been about six or seven years. Something like that was the fastest any vaccine has been produced. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the bottom line, you know, and this is what we're looking at because you understand this is what they need. They need this access to our body mm-hmm. and they needed to destroy America. And, yep. and you have to realize that we know this was absolutely uh, a manufactured thing. And everybody that's involved with going along with it is capitulating with the terrorist attack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Agree. And then the thing prophetically you have to remember is this, that if you believe the one world government is coming, then you have to be honest with yourself. What is the biggest obstacle to the one world government the Bible says is coming? It is the United States okay. of America. Mm-hmm. And here we have Klaus Schwab, right? He is telling you not only is there no God, okay? He's telling you that they are acquiring divine powers to rule humanity. If there's no God, then where are you getting these divine powers from, right? Mm -hmm. And then he tells you that America will not be a superpower in the future. And he tells you that China is the template for moving forward for humanity. This is the advertisement from the richest people in the world. And if you won't believe them, I'll tell you, I don't think they believe anybody could stop them. And that's the real reality of what's happening in the world today. So this is the greatest deception we've ever seen. The problem is it's going to get worse. 
Right. Yeah. Right. I think this was like a dry run, but it, I mean, even, even if you look at the history of Bill Gates, like he's, he's been oh. kicked out of countries. He can no longer go to countries after going and vaccinating all these people that ended up dying. And they're like, no, you're not allowed to come in our country There's anymore. Deformities. Or, or yeah, with terrible birth defects, like all this other oh. stuff. Or that they, it was a whole vaccination campaign that he was running, but really it was sterilizing people in exactly. Africa. Yep. What the, like you just look and at this documented history. stuff that people right. just don't want to see. They don't want to look at it. It's, it's right. uncomfortable. Right. Or to take the government's word, like, we're going to save you here. We have this yep. magic, you know, superpower warp speed, you know, vaccination. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Wake up, people! Just I mean, but look at the history of the people that are involved, and that should be enough to be like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watched that "Died Suddenly" documentary that came out, but they're interviewing these morticians that are pulling stuff out of people's bodies. That is shocking. I was like, uh, what is going on here with the with the blood? What is going on with all of this stuff? It's crazy. It is crazy, and didn't think it was like three or four foot long. One of the clocks. Yes. I was just like, oh, people can't survive this. I mean, it's... Well, and think about this. Here we have this happening, but the doctors are so silent and so controlled that the people that blew the whistle on this are people that do basically the embalming for your funeral. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who blew the lid off of this. And that tells you how broke and controlled the medical system really is. Yep. You know, and it is, it's frightening. Yeah, because yeah, I think see, people forget the me- the whole medical system. It's a business. It's not just yeah. you know we're not just here to make people better. That's a that's a nice byproduct if you can make somebody better. But it's a business. It's all about money. It's all and it's run as a business, and people right. forget that. And the pharmaceutical companies they're for yep. profit. Yep. Well, and Obamacare was what allowed them to do a hostile takeover of virtually the entire medical world, Mm -hmm. you know, with respect to hospitals and things. People don't. They threatened governmental takeover. And what did they end up with? A complete takeover by big business. There is no small person involved. We have big pharma. We have big insurance companies. And now we have big conglomerates that have gobbled up every doctor in this country. They all are on the payroll. And that's how they were able to pull this off. Yep. You know. And, you know, we cover all of these things systematically in the book. We talked about how they literally changed the rules with how they, you know, did death certificates. And that's how legally the guy died in a car accident. But they could legally, because of that guidance change, say that they had COVID tests and they can spin that out as many times as they want, Mm -hmm. get as many positives as they want. And then they can say he died of that. Right. There's some why are we COVID testing somebody that just died in a motorcycle crash? That's That's weird. Because of the financial incentives. And that was admitted by the CDC. See, it was the best diagnosis, the best reimbursement. And that's how they cook the numbers. But even with all the cooked numbers, 1.2 more million people died of the flu and pneumonia in 2017. And that's what you have to wrap your head around. Yeah. Well, Crazy. guys, that's a lot. We did. Uh, yeah, right. 
full-on episode there. I mean, if you guys don't know enough about COVID, I'm talking to the audience at this point. If you guys don't know enough about the nefarious goings-on of the government when it comes to COVID and the medical system and all of the trappings that, um, unfortunately, people were falling into – um, our heart goes out to all of these people that fell for this. And I, and I know that, um, you know, God is a gracious God, but at, at a certain point, there is a, a point of no return. The Bible, the Bible is very clear on that. And, um, it's a sad revelation to, to put all this out there. And so we, we know that these things are hard to hear. If you haven't heard any of this stuff before, or if you've heard some of it and not all of it, it's hard to hear that all of these things are really happening. But we have to come back and trust not the talking heads on TV. Don't trust the, you know, the, the TV shows and the movies and all of the, the things that they're telling you. Go do the research yourself. And this is where you will come. You will find that these things that we're saying here are true. And and it's a terrible truth. And it's hard to digest. It's hard to wrap your head around. But at some point, you have to stand up and say, okay, what is going on here? I don't – this stuff is not making any sense. Yeah. So let me read this one scripture because we know that people have died from this. Mm-hmm. We have friends. Yep. But unfortunately, we're also having more people that we know that are having major complications. And yep. so the bottom line is this is a tragedy. And, and nobody wants to have anybody say, I told you so. And bottom line is I have screwed up so many times in my life. And it's probably because of my family, that heritage they gave me that made me be a skeptic on this particular one. But this is John 16, verse 33. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm -hmm. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And if you think back to that verse that we base everything on, it's Luke 21 and 28. But before that, it uses this word to stand up to what's happening. That word is actually to unbend. It actually means to unbend. It means everybody else is bending. Yeah. And you're supposed to unbend. And what is what are they bending to? You guys have said it three times. Fear. The Bible says that men's hearts are failing them for fear because of the things they see coming upon the earth. Yeah. And God knew that this was going to happen. And then men's hearts would fear. But he told us these things. This is why it's wrong not to teach your whole Bible, read your whole Bible. Yep. The guy in Revelation, you know, that was, that's just a waste of time. That's what you think so because nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. God told us these things. He wasn't trying to make us fearful. He was trying to let you know, I know this is going to happen. I've got you. Right. You're going to have, you're going to have trouble, man. Okay, but I have overcome the world. And that's our witness that people are going to see this stuff happening. But because we read our Bibles and the prophetic and God warned us, we won't be the people that are failing for fear. We'll be standing up. We're not going to bend over. The bottom line is the bullets have started to fire. This is Dr. Dozier's quote. Now we're going to find out who's God's soldiers really are. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you guys are soldiers. Yeah. Congratulations. And you as well. Yeah. And you know, digital soldiers out there warring uh on the on the interwebs. Yeah, we've had more technical issues with this interview than we've ever had because Satan does not want this information out there. He is he is real mad right now. Yeah. Right? And I love yeah. it. We do love us that movie. What is it? I love technology. Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We're we're a little technologically challenged sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> no, yeah, I want to show you the little troublemaker who is running around while we were. Oh my gosh! You guys can't see this cat, but I'm telling you, it's adorable. Gosh, look at that hair. Four months old. Oh, staring at you. She's looking at you. That's so yep. She was crazy. Oh she was crazy around. Here being weird <laughs> well that's just us real people living real lives uh bringing up real things that we're seeing in the world and uh we just wanted to thank you guys so much for coming on we want to be respectful of your time and uh but we are so we cannot express enough how appreciative we are of yeah. of the work that you guys are doing and uh and putting that message out there and then having the willingness to come and uh share it with us and the world for that matter so so thank you guys so much. And um, oh, we're going to now be introducing you to Beans, the cat. Oh, look, there he is. Is it a Maine Coon? He's he a Norwegian like a... forest cat. Yeah. Oh, he's oh my beautiful. goodness. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's so pretty. He's huge. You guys don't feed him for sure. Yeah. Starving that poor cat. <laughs> we'll have to post pictures of our, know, uh, of our cats for people to for see. For sure, for sure. But we're also going to be having you guys on our podcast. When yes. we get our technology in line. Might take us some time to figure this out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, we would love to come on. That would be awesome. <laughs> and and we look forward to that because, uh, you know, we just need to continue down this path, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. fearless. In the Lord, saying the things that are truth and standing in the Word, and uh, and we would love to come on and uh, share this journey with you guys and continue to get this message yeah. out. So, so where yeah. can people get your your book? I I, I mean, I know they have it on Amazon because that's where we got it. But yeah. oh, yeah. it's the supernaturaljunkies.com. Yeah. and um, if you go on there, you get a little better discount than yeah. Amazon, of course. And yeah. you can also get an audible download of the book. Ooh, and that's uh, so that's also available. And uh, it, it helps to have the book, too, because there's so many references. There is mm -hmm. nothing we say in there that we don't have a lot of references for. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we're and that's where Alex and Dr. Dennis, you know, were so crucial in helping. You just, you know, honestly, we could spend all this full time and we couldn't keep up with what's actually happening. Yep. It's a complete yep. assault. It's a blitzkrieg, really. So uh, yeah. supernaturaljunkies.com and my wife's responsible for all the coolness that you find there. Yes. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> who, I, this, is, this is just a I, question for me. Who who does the little pictures? Uh, who's drawing these? Oh, Oh, you know who does it. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> I love it. These little cartoons yes. that you guys are cracking me up. I love that. 
Yes. Anything cool and creative is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. All right, you guys. Well, we're going to sign off for this uh, session. And we're just so uh, we're so looking forward to coming on to your guys' podcast. Yeah. So with that, thanks again for coming and uh, talking with us. Yes, and we appreciate it so much. Yep, and we are That's So Fringy Podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And we're signing off with the Supernatural Junkies. Don't forget Woo-hoo. to check out their podcast because yes. you are going to love it. So yep. thanks again. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Woo. What an episode that was. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And there's just a few things that we wanted to address and and it's not that anything went wrong. It was that all of the technical issues mm-hmm. that we had, um, we weren't able to get everything in that we wanted to say. Um, so we wanted to say here real quick. And so the the understanding that as you as you have heard in the episode, the understanding that um, they're they're laying out that this has the possibility of being the mark of the beast. Um, obviously they're not saying that it is, they're saying it has, it, it, they're putting these events with the understanding of what they're finding. And they're just pointing at this saying, you know, it's they're not necessarily saying like, Hey, this is the mark of the beast. They're saying it, it has all of the things that could line up to this being a, a kind of a big deal. And so, um, in saying that, um, it is mentioned in the podcast that you know there there is this possibility that that you could not have your connection to God anymore, and we want to be clear that the Supernatural Junkie Podcast doesn't believe that this is the mark of the beast. They're just showing you stuff, and um, they also don't believe, and and we're with them on this that. You know, this is if you got the vaccine that you're now condemned to hell. You're, yeah, you're not damned. Yeah. And so because, you know, you could get the understanding of like, oh, my gosh, I did. I took this right. vaccine. Not me, but a person could say uh, I took this vaccine. What does that mean for me? And and what that means for you is is God's grace. Jesus is um, bigger than all of this deception. In fact, when he was on the cross, he said, uh, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Right. And that's a very powerful thing for um, Jesus to say. But we have to remember that that same Jesus that's saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what, what they do. He's the same Jesus that is now king. Yep. Right. He, he was exalted to the right hand of the Father, and he is the king. And so, that, and there, and and God's wish is that no one will will be deceived. You know that that was His creation. That was what His intention was. So, you know, don't lose hope if you if you did get the vaccine or if your family members got the vaccine. You know, it's in no way are we saying that these people are damned or that it's too late for them. That's that's not at all the message. And we just wanted to make sure that was very very clear. Yeah, and we and we didn't want people to think that um, that there w- there wasn't 
repentance. Yeah. You know, because that's the first thing. We've said that on the podcast before. That's one of the first things that Jesus said, if not the first thing that he said in the Bible when you're reading through these stories. When he, he says, began his ministry. When he began his ministry. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And so, you know, for him to start his ministry and say repent, it must be a very big deal to him. And so if you do repent, then there there is hope. That, right. That's what the Bible teaches. There is hope. And it, it is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe, right? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't say anything about whether you took this or took that. Like, right. we have to be clear. So, And they also it also says, come as you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... it's it's pretty clear on that part. So just just to hammer that point home. Yeah, this isn't us being judgy. We want to be very yeah. clear because I know a lot of people that say, this is why I don't like talking to Christians because they're so judgy mm -hmm. and they think they got it all figured out. That's the last thing that we're saying right now. We're not saying that we have everything figured out. We're saying that we have seen some things and we're just showing them to you. Yeah. That's really where it's at. And we think that it's important enough to talk about, but that doesn't change our relationship with you. Like we're not, we're not saying either you believe this or, or you're going to hell. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully that clears those things up. If you were feeling that way, or if you weren't it, I just wanted to say it. And, uh, I think supernatural junkies, um, is with us on that. And yep. so, we hope you enjoyed the episode. It's heavy. It's a lot of... Yeah. It's a heavy episode, but it's an important episode. Yep. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Here we go with the outro.